Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at hm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds, owner of Mint Mobile. With a message for everyone paying big wireless way too much. Please, for the love of everything good in this world, stop. With Mint, you can get premium wireless for just $15 a month. Of course, if you enjoy overpaying, no judgments, but that's weird. Okay, one judgment. Anyway, give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. I understand you guys both had different upbringings. I understand that you want you want your life and your family to look a certain way because of how damaging it was growing up in your household. He's on the same page with you. He doesn't want to screw up his kids. That's the last thing he wants to do. But just like you, he doesn't have many skills. Just like you, he absolutely loves and adores his kids. Just like you, he wants what's best for them. Hey, girl. Imagine a life where you feel supported, connected, and understood. I get it. Being a mom is hard, especially when you're spinning so many plates. We exhaust ourselves trying to create the perfect life for our family. You deserve to enjoy your family without the stress perfectionism brings. On this podcast, I provide practical and relatable life experiences. I teach women quick and easy-to-use strategies to help them reclaim their identity, reignite their marriage, and enjoy their children. If you're ready to be challenged, then pull up a chair, grab a pen and paper, because it's about to go down. I'm Veronica Cisneros, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and this is the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. We're just not seeing eye to eye anymore. Whenever our kids are in the room, we tend to avoid conflict as much as possible. It's so hard to carry out a conversation. It's like he doesn't care. How is it that he yells at the kids and he doesn't even he doesn't even second guess it? Like he thinks that this is just okay. How is it that he constantly disciplines them? Why is it that he always disciplines him? Why is it that he always picks on our kids? Why can't he just treat them neutrally? When the kids talk, why is it that he always has something else to say? Why can't he just sit back and listen? I feel like I'm doing everything on my own. When is he going to step in? When are we going to see eye to eye? When are we going to be a team? Here are the five common mistakes couples make when parenting. The first primary mistake couples make when parenting is that they refuse to work on their marriage. They refuse to work on their relationship. The only thing that sets you apart from a divorced couple or a relationship that has ended is that the divorced couple 
has no longer acknowledged or recognizes the value of the relationship. And if you stop making time for your relationship, you are on that path. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you are definitely on that path. If you no longer are making time for your relationship, this, my friend, is not good. It is not good in that it's going to impact not only your relationship, but also your kids' view on relationships. Remember, your kids are always watching. They are always watching. And so this is definitely a common mistake. Don't get me wrong. I understand the household chores, life. All of these things get in the way. Work, kids, school, our kids, projects, our kids, sports. All of these things get in the way of us scheduling a date night. All of these things get in the way of us even having, having, let's just face it, the energy to go ahead and have a date night. I can't tell you how many times I've literally been so tired and I completely... I completely was just frustrated and upset that I had initiated a date night with Willie. And here I am. I have to carry it out. I have to carry it out. And it's like, dude, I'm so damn tired. I just want to go to sleep. Maybe he won't notice. Maybe when I get home, everything will be fine. And then there we go. He's already dressed. And it's like, oh, my God, I just want to sleep. I just want to sleep. I get it. We're all tired. But let me tell you something. There is never going to be time. Hear me when I say that. There is never going to be time. You got to make time for the things that you value. And that includes your relationship. Because I'm going to tell you what, five years from now, if you're not making time, then time will be made for you within divorce court, within the relationship, the relationship will end. And you will have to go ahead and abide by the judge. You will have to abide by whatever whatever um, court dates you have to go ahead and adhere to custody battles. Make the time now, especially if your relationship is worthy of it. And I'm going to tell you right now, unless you're in a really, really unhealthy relationship, most of our relationships are worthy of time. The other common mistake is setting unrealistic expectations for your partner, not allowing him to be his version of a father, forcing your views and opinions on him. We've all been guilty of recreating our childhood. How are you guilty of this? So let me go ahead and take a deeper dive with this one. Setting unrealistic expectations for your partner. How are you asking your husband to show up as a father? And I'm really asking you this. How are you asking your husband? What is the expectations? Is he supposed to be a quiet father? Is he supposed to be a father who listens? Is he supposed to be a father who is constantly teaching them things? Is he supposed to be an involved father? What is he supposed to be? And how is he fitting those categories? How are you forcing, yeah, I'm calling you out, how are you forcing him to fit those categories? Are you forcing him to fit those categories by scheduling things for him? Are you forcing him to fit in these categories by criticizing him? Are you forcing him to be in those categories because... (laughs) I've been guilty of this myself. This is why I laugh. 
are you forcing him to be in these categories because you didn't have that as a child? I know for me, I had already, I had it all drawn out on what I wanted Willie, (laughs) what I wanted the fatherly role to look like for Willie. I had it all drawn out. You're supposed to be present. You're supposed to listen to understand. You're supposed to be compassionate. You're supposed to be giving. You're supposed to be loving. You're supposed to be uncomfortable. You're supposed to listen to our daughters when she talks about boys. You're supposed to be there for them and love them unconditionally, not reprimand them, discipline them, or yell at them. You're supposed to be able to self-regulate and control your emotions. You're supposed to have all the right words to say. You're supposed to be perfect. And if you're not, oh, I'm going to point it out and I'm going to criticize you for it. And sure, you'll hate me for a little while, but I'm doing this for your own good. That's a lie that I told myself. And I have to admit, every now and then I still tell myself that lie. We'll be having a conversation with the girls. And the minute Willie starts talking, I literally have to pull myself back. Because for one, he's not a trained therapist. So how the hell is he supposed to know the right thing to say? And Veronica, FYI, what if he is about to say the best thing? What if you let go of the agenda? What if you stopped being the damn, you know, parent police? Because I got to tell you, you're not doing it perfect either. You're not. You know you're not. A lot of us get stuck in trying to get our partners to go ahead and meet all of these expectations that we haven't met for ourselves or maybe our parents didn't meet for us. So I want you to take some time and really think about what you're doing. How are you placing your expectations on him? Because what ends up happening is he starts to pull away. Who would want to be constantly criticized? Who would want want to constantly be told that they're not enough? Who would want to be told and pointed out all of their flaws? Not me. So why do we do it to them? Why don't we just step back and just allow it to happen naturally? What are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? Are you afraid that he'll like them more, that they'll like him more than you? Are you afraid that it's true? You are the nag? You are the monster? Are you afraid of all of your insecurities being exposed? Are you afraid of the truth? I know for me, that's exactly what I was afraid of. It had to be perfect. What I didn't realize was... And me trying to make it so perfect for my kids and so perfect for my family. I was the one that looked like the monster. I was the one that was the crazy one. I was the nag, right? Don't get me wrong. It still happens every now and then. But I want you to start asking asking yourself these questions. The third step, the third common mistake couples make when parenting is undermining each other's parenting styles. That one's a big one. And so the second step was the expectations you place. 
now undermining each other's parenting styles in front of your children. Excuse your dad. He doesn't know what he's doing. Excuse your dad. That's not right. It's fine if she goes out. It's fine. I don't I don't even know what the problem is. Why aren't you going to allow her to go out with her friends? Like, really? It's that big of a deal? Really? Uh-uh. No. No. She's going to go. She's going to go. Nope. You're not going to go out and talk to her. You're not going to have... Why are you going to have that conversation with her? You don't even know what you're talking about. Here we go again. Dad's going to talk. Here we go again. This is what I mean by undermining his parenting style. Allow him to parent. It is so important. He parents. He's not going to get it right. Neither are you. Guess what? If I was to actually show you a videotape of what your parenting style looks like, I'm going to tell you right now it would resemble a chicken with its head cut off. You are short-tempered. You are easily frustrated. You are annoyed by damn near everything. And you literally count the minutes until your kids fall asleep. You're literally counting the minutes until it's bedtime. Let's just be honest. Let's be honest. That's exactly what's happening. So how the hell are you better than him? If he yells, okay, he yells. So do you. You're nitpicking at everything. And because you're so overwhelmed, because you're so tired, you're looking to him and you're calling his actions out. Very rarely do you go ahead and point out your flaws, your unhealthy behavior, because you're so keyed up and you're so laser focused on him, but you are undermining him. What message is that sending to your children? How is that going to help? It's not. How is that going to continue keeping you both in the, on this hamster wheel like roommates? You will stay stuck there until something's different or the relationship doesn't work. I understand you guys both had different upbringings. I understand that you want you want your life and your family to look a certain way because of how damaging it was growing up in your household. He's on the same page with you. He doesn't want to screw up his kids. That's the last thing he wants to do. But just like you, he doesn't have many skills. Just like you, he absolutely loves and adores his kids. Just like you, he wants what's best for them. Undermining him will not work. The fourth common mistake couples make is positioning your child in the middle of your relationship and complaining about each other, asking them for advice, bringing them into your relationship, positioning your partner as an enemy. Let's be honest. What do you think your child is going to do? If they're 10, what great advice are they going to give you if you're crying to them? If you're seeking their advice, if you're seeking their validation and approval of positioning your partner as an enemy and you as a victim, how well is that going to work for you? An even better question, what was it like when your parents did that to you? When they spoke poorly about their parent, about their partner, what was that like for you? When you were in the middle of their relationship, what was it like when your kid heard you say that you're going to divorce them? What was it like 
when your kid hear you arguing and you look to them, you look to them for approval. You look to them so they can side with you. How damaging is that to your kid? How damaging is that to your child? I can't tell you how many kids come into my office processing through their parents' struggles, processing through their parents' arguments. I hear it all the time. My mom threatened divorce again. My mom was in my room telling me all the things my dad did. I didn't know what she wanted from me. Did she want a trophy? Like, what does she want? My dad's not that bad of a person. But why does she want me to hate him so much? There's sometimes I wish they would just get a divorce. I'm so tired of hearing them argue. I'm so tired of them putting me in the middle. I don't belong there. I'm 10 years old. I'm 12 years old. I'm 15 years old. I don't know what to do. And now I'm dealing with all of this anxiety. I'm struggling with depression. I don't know what to do. What do they want from me? I hear that often. So be mindful if you're putting your kid in the middle of an argument, if you're seeking advice from them, or if you're looking for them to be on your side. How did I become his mom? The empty promises just aggravate me so much. He says he will do something or take care of something, then he doesn't. The passion is so low these days that I feel parenthood and other commitments are taking control. I want to feel like it's me he wants to spend time with. Communication has always been a weak point for us. He says things without thinking. I try to logically work through things and he reacts emotionally. I try to say what I feel in a constructive manner. He takes it personally and attacks me. My relationship with my in-laws feels damaged. My partner always supports them and never me. Boundaries are a confusing topic for me because I'm a helper. I have this innate need to help anyone I can. Ladies, does this sound familiar? I understand that it feels like you're on this hamster wheel with your partner. I know you probably feel alone and unappreciated in your relationship. I know that you have put your family ahead of your own needs and try to avoid conflict as much as possible. I know you struggle with not feeling loved the way you want to feel loved. I also know that you hate to admit that the laundry and the dishes get way more action than your partner. Whether you're currently feeling disconnected from your partner or are sick and tired of the blow-ups, it's time to change. And nothing will change if nothing changes. As a therapist, I've worked with hundreds of women just like you ready for change. I have provided them with a step-by-step tailored plan to strengthen their relationship and reconnect with their partners. Are you ready? If you are ready, then what are you waiting for? What I want you to do is I want you to sign up for my workshop. Go to empoweredandunapologetic.com forward slash workshop. Again, that's empoweredandunapologetic.com forward slash workshop. And sign up for the workshop scheduled for September 7th. You have two options, either a 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time or a 7 p.m. Mama, you get to choose the time that works best for you. And then it's going to be me and you and a group full of women that are experiencing the same thing, ready to learn, ready for change. See you there. Another common mistake couples make when parenting is 
is the inability to self-regulate and avoid conflict. I get it. A lot of us weren't taught how to process through our emotions. Most of us weren't. Like I've shared it, shared it with you guys before, I didn't learn how to process through my own emotions until I was in grad school, or not even in grad school. I didn't even learn in grad school. That's a lie. I didn't learn until I was sitting across from a patient and they were looking for my help. Thank God there was a supervisor with me because I didn't know how, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I didn't know how to self-regulate. Being able to process through your own emotions and really hone in on identifying what you're experiencing emotionally and self-validating is so big. You are modeling that for your children. And not only are you modeling that for your children, but you're also teaching them that emotions are big. They are big. And we can control them to prevent us from saying the wrong thing. If you're avoiding conflict, I'm going to tell you right now, that's not any better. So if you're staying quiet and dismissing everything your partner's saying and avoiding confrontation, I'm going to tell you right now, that is bad news. That's just as bad, or I should say unhealthy, as having a yelling match in front of them. It's the same thing because guess what you're teaching them? You're teaching them how to go ahead and avoid the world, how to avoid conflict. And that, my friend, is bad news. It is bad news altogether. We want to teach them conflict resolution. We want to go ahead and have a conversation, have an argument with our partner, self-regulate, and come to some resolution. Now, like I've told you, or I've like, like I've educated you in other podcasts, you will have perpetual arguments and you will have solvable arguments. Being able to identify as a couple which ones are perpetual, which ones are solvable, and how am I going to go ahead and address each one so that I refrain from bringing, being in gridlock in front of my kid. We don't want that. We don't want that. We want to be able to come back from a situation even if it requires a time out. It is your job. It is your job to learn how to do that. It's not going to happen overnight. Your partner's not going to change. I'm sorry. I hate to be the bearer of bad news again, but I'm going to tell you right now, that is your job. I don't care where the relationship's at. I don't care if you're the only one doing it. I don't care. Here's why. Your babies are watching. And whether your relationship works with your partner or not, it doesn't matter. You are establishing and adopting healthy habits. And these are healthy habits that will take you far. Those are the five common mistakes couples make when parenting. Now let's take it even further. Okay, Veronica, I see myself in every single one of them. I haven't worked on my marriage. I don't have time. Or I've said I don't have time and yeah, you just called me out. Because I'm not putting in the work. I'm not recognizing the value of my relationship. You called me out. Okay. Number two, I am setting unrealistic expectations on my partner. I totally am. And it's because I'm burnt out. It's because I've picked up all of this slack. I've done all of the things. I've done everything, everything. So hell yeah, you bet your ass I have expectations. And yes, you know what? When he doesn't meet those expectations, yep, I undermine him as well. I do. I, I, I undermine him. And I'm not going to lie. There are plenty of times where I've looked to my kid and I've asked her, and I say her because I've done this myself, 
Am I wrong in this? Isn't he wrong? And my daughter, gosh, because she's married, she's she has a mom for a therapist, she has said, Mom, I'm not getting in between this. I'm not getting in between this. And it's like, gosh darn it. That's right. I did it again. She set a boundary. She set her boundary on her mom. And I'm so thankful for that. I don't even realize I'm doing it. And it, it happens. And it's like, holy crap. So I know if it's happening to me, I know for damn sure it's happening to you. Not only because it's happening to me, because I've witnessed it. I've witnessed other couples do this. And I know it's being done because you guys tell me. The inability to self-regulate is also huge. That inability to self-regulate and avoid conflict is huge. So now grab a pen and paper because we're going to do some work. Yes, grab a pen and paper right now. Don't say you're going to do it later because we all know you're not. We all know you're going to get busy. You're going to forget. And you're going to be on the toilet going, damn it. I need to listen to Veronica's podcast again because I forgot to grab the pen and paper like I should have back then. If you're driving, obviously, continue to drive. Take this all in. If you're working out, girl, get it. Get it, get it, get it. Come back. But for those of you guys that are are listening, you're in a safe space where you can grab a pen and paper, please do so right now. Uh, We're going to do a little bit of an exercise. So now that you've grabbed a pen and paper... We got work to do. I want you to identify what you learned from your mom about the role of a mom. What did you learn from your mom about the role of a mother? What is the role of a mother? What tasks does she need to complete? What is her life supposed to look like? How is she supposed to treat her kids? How is she supposed to love her kids? How is she supposed to support them? How is she supposed to teach them? How is she supposed to encourage them? How is she supposed to keep them safe? What does her life need to look like in order to be the perfect mom? And I really want, even though your mom was probably not the perfect mom, but I want you to think about what your mom's role was What did she teach you? What did she teach you? Was she available emotionally for you? Did she lose herself? Is a mom supposed to lose herself and embrace the identity of being a mother and nothing else? Is she supposed to be depressed all the time, ragged all the time? She's supposed to not shower? Is she supposed to not talk? Is she supposed to avoid conflict? Is she supposed to put her kid's need ahead of our own? Is she supposed to get frustrated? Is she supposed to brush things under the rug? I really want you to ask yourself this question and just start writing down your answer. What did you learn about the role of a mom? Write it all down. Next, what did you learn about the role of a father? Was your dad present? Was he not present? Was he working? Same questions apply. How is a father supposed to love his child? How is a father supposed to support him? In my household, a father, the way my dad, the way I grew up, the father, it's okay if the father disciplined the kid. And 
yeah, the father shows how much he cares about them, sometimes by beating them because they should have never been at that place. They should have never snuck out. They should have never um, disregarded whatever we said. They, they should have followed the rules. So, yeah, if they did not follow the rules, then a beating was necessary. That's what I learned about the role of a father. A father is supposed to be absent. It's okay if a father, you know, dabbles in occasional drug use and alcoholism. That's all right. There are no rules for the father. That's what I learned. But do you see where I'm going? This is what I want you to start writing down for yourself. What did you learn from your mother and what did you learn from your father about the roles of a mom and the roles of a dad? What rules did they both have? Did they agree on the rules? Did they disagree? Was mom more lax than dad? Did mom hide things from dad? When you were scared, who did you turn to? When you looked for encouragement, who was there to help you? What skills did you adopt from your parents? Did you learn how to be street smart? Did you learn how to lie? cheat, manipulate? Did you learn how to shut down all of those emotions? Did you learn how to avoid conflict? Did you learn how to put your marriage last? Did you learn how to dismiss emotions altogether for fear of being weak? Did you learn not to trust anybody? That's where I want you to go. Take some time to go ahead and write this out. And if you need to grab tissue, grab tissue. Now the next step I want you to take is how are these same behaviors either triggering you whenever your partner does some of these behaviors? Or how are you exhibiting some of these behaviors in your life right now as you parent your children? or as you connect or disconnect from your partner, how are those same skills being implemented into your household with your children, with your husband, and your relationship with the two of them? What traditions did you embrace? Notice how there is a pattern. This is why it was so important I called you out. These are common mistakes most couples make when parenting. I see it all of the time. I see it all the time, and I thought it was important that I start to teach you some of the things that you may be doing that are very unhealthy. But although I can point these five mistakes out, right, I could totally call you out. Well, what do we do with this, Veronica? Well, I got to take you even further back to where you learned this from. It's not that you're this horrible, awful mother or wife These are the skills that have been presented to you. So this is what you know how to do. And although this is very unhealthy, very unhealthy, we tend to stick with the familiar. This is also one of the primary reasons why you place so many expectations on your husband or your partner. It's because you're trying so desperately not to repeat the same patterns that you grew up with. But guess what? So is he. He's doing the same thing. I tend to give the example of you guys are both in the middle of the ocean. 
and you're both drowning. We tend to be desperate when we're drowning, gasping for those quick breaths of air. We will take each other out. We love each other, but we will literally take each other out. Your kids, kids, we all want to do right by them. We want them to know that they're loved. We want them to know that they're supported. We want them to know that we would do just about damn near anything for them. But mom, if you will do just about damn near anything for me, then why do you refuse to take a look in the mirror and see that those lack of coping skills is what brought you here? Those lack of coping skills is what is keeping us from moving forward. Dad, why aren't you doing the same thing? All I have is what you're teaching me. That's all I have. I don't have anything else. So I'm watching you as you argue. I'm watching you as you bring me into your relationship. I'm watching you argue because you both refuse to make time for your relationship. Mom, I'm watching all the unrealistic expectations you place on Dad. And I'm wondering why you're so hard on him. I'm wondering why Dad undermines you. I'm wondering why you guys both keep secrets. I don't want to be put in the middle anymore. I wish you guys would just control your emotions and figure this out because you guys act like kids. But you yell at us when we act this way. So I'm confused. What am I supposed to do? I understand this is hard, especially when you have not been given the tools or skills to go ahead and do anything different. I have now laid out the five common mistakes couples make when parenting. And I've also given you an exercise to start on. I highly encourage you to ask your partner to do the same thing. Where we're going to be going is eventually getting you both to a good place where you guys are the best of friends. Establishing rules together, setting up and setting up traditions, traditions you've had from your family or traditions he's had from his. Really honing in on what you guys both want this family to look like and how you guys are both going to be a part of strengthening this beautiful family you both created. You guys are in this together. I know it's not easy to trust one another. I know there's a whole hell of a lot of unhealed past pain and even generational trauma that we got to get through. But these questions are vital to get you to the next step. That next step could be working with me or working with another professional. That next step could be you joining me for my upcoming workshop. The next step is up to you. I am so thankful that you've given me this opportunity to walk you through this step, which is such a big one. You're in this together. Remember that. We can all use a little help in our marriage, especially when it comes to communicating. I have created a guide just for you. And guess what? It's 100% free. I will give you practical tips and easy-to-use strategies to apply right now. That's right, right now, today. You all know I'm a huge advocate for you mamas, and I am on a mission to help you experience true connection and stress-free living. Ladies, we are setting our marriages up for success. 
it starts with you. You will find this freebie here in my show notes or go to empoweredandunapologetic.com forward slash guide. The information I will be providing you is next level and people pay good money to get these tips that I will be giving you for free. Don't forget to share this with a friend who needs it. What's up, ladies? Just want to let you guys know that your ratings and reviews for this podcast are greatly appreciated. If you love this podcast, please go to iTunes right now, write a review, rate the episode, and subscribe. Don't forget to share it with your friends. I know. I know we've been taught that motherhood requires alcohol. I know we've been taught not to question our relationship with alcohol until we've lost everything. And I know we've been taught that if we do dare to examine our relationship with alcohol, we need to head straight to AA and declare ourselves an alcoholic who is powerless to alcohol forever. But what if all that isn't true? That's definitely not my story. I'm Suzanne, the host of the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm an influencer who stopped drinking in January 2020, and since then, I've been telling the truth about motherhood, influencing, alcohol, and sobriety. If you suspect deep down that glass or three of wine at night might just be making motherhood harder, well, you're right. Come and join me as I chat with other sober and sober curious moms. Let's laugh, cry, and normalize sobriety together, all while we reheat our coffee for the fourth time today. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope, listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there. I know. I know we've been taught that motherhood requires alcohol. I know we've been taught not to question our relationship with alcohol until we've lost everything. And I know we've been taught that if we do dare to examine our relationship with alcohol, we need to head straight to AA and declare ourselves an alcoholic who is powerless to alcohol forever. But what if all that isn't true? That's definitely not my story. I'm Suzanne, the host of the Sober Mom Life podcast. 
I'm an influencer who stopped drinking in January 2020, and since then, I've been telling the truth about motherhood, influencing, alcohol, and sobriety. If you suspect deep down that glass or three of wine at night might just be making motherhood harder, well, you're right. Come and join me as I chat with other sober and sober curious moms. Let's laugh, cry, and normalize sobriety together, all while we reheat our coffee for the fourth time today. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there. Oh, hey, it's Erin. And I'm Michaela, and we're the hosts of the Two Sober Girls podcast, and we are on a mission to spill the wild truth about sobriety. Forget the rosé all day cliche. Sobriety is flipping amazing. Absolutely. It's not just about quitting the drink. It's a gift you give yourself and your loved ones. So what are you waiting for? Break up with that old toxic relationship with alcohol and let us show you the possibilities. And here's the thing. Everything your precious heart desires becomes way easier without the influence of alcohol. We're not just two sober girls. We're also wellness coaches. We're here to show you how to optimize health, lifestyle, and beauty, feel sexy and alive as F. So stay tuned because we're rolling out new episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts and trust us. They have your name written all over them. We can't wait to share the magic of sobriety and wellness with you. Subscribe to Two Sober Girls Podcast today and come follow us on Instagram for behind the scenes action and send us a DM. We can't wait to meet you.